before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever.
best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future for your goodness? And Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you're here this morning at Victory Christian Fellowship on this uh, wintry day in the Northeast. We're glad that God is here and you're here. And Father, we just want to say thank you for your goodness and your protection as you watch over us and your angels and camp around us and Lord your presence that is here this morning we just welcome you here and we honor and bless you in all things and give you all the glory in Jesus name amen let's worship the Lord together amen let's stand together if you can
that you're making us clean, that you made us white as snow. Oh, we just thank you for this, Father. We thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you do for us. Hallelujah. Let's worship in this house today. Oh, we worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Break the weight of your glory. Let your fire and love consume every part of me. Lord, search deep within me. Find anything alright and make it new. I want to be consumed by I want to be touched by I want to carry out the plan you have for me. I want to be consumed by I want to be touched by I want to carry out the plan you have for me. Chains break at the weight of your glory. Let your fire and love consume every part of me. Lord, search deep within me. Have anything on right and make it through. I want to be
we want to carry out the plans, no matter what generation we're from. We take our responsibility. Come on. Tell him if you want to be responsible today and take on the generation for which you belong, the generations after you. Oh, we worship you in this house, Lord. We are your vessels to be utilized by you for your service, Father. Search us in this place today. Search us in this place today as we remember what Jesus has done for us. We believe in everything that you say. We believe in everything that you say we can do and what you can do too, Father. We worship you in this
to be possible. When you believe the I am is removed and possible remains. Glory to God. God said all things are possible to them that believe. Amen. Well, if you believe today, you can say amen and you can have your seats. We're so glad that you made it here this morning. Hallelujah, we have so many good things in store for us today, and we're just going to take a moment and uh, celebrate communion. Amen? It's uh, something that the Lord instituted. It speaks of our Passover, when we passed over from death to life, and uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Our elements are going to be in the back. I'll dismiss you for a moment uh, just... uh, we can get those. 
I want to read a scripture in the book of Acts, chapter 2, starting with verse 41. It says, Those who accepted the message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. Now that's a service. Amen? 3,000 people saved in one day. You talk about church growth right there. (laughs) And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread. Notice they were devoted to something that they were just learning about, many of them. And, uh, And to prayers. Then fear came over everyone And many wonders and signs were being performed. Everybody say many. Many. We we ought to expect many. Amen. Signs and wonders. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. And they sold their possessions, property, and distributed the the proceeds as anyone had a need. And every day they devoted themselves. There's that devotion word again. To meeting together in the temple complex, and broke bread from house to house. Not only did they have communion in the temple, but they broke it from house to house as well. Amen? Amen. Communion is where we come into union with God. Come union. Right? It's where we come into God's family, where we come into his benefits, where we come into his goodness. Amen? We come into his purposes and his plans And his people. And uh, when we experience of coming into him, we can receive the benefits of communion. And we can desire more of his company. Amen? So I want you to take a moment right now, and I want you to, I'm going to dismiss you to go get your elements uh, in the back there, the the juice and the bread, and then we're going to partake of uh, communion together. Hallelujah. You can do that right now. Glory to God. This is a wonderful principle that God has outlined for us. And we like to take communion together as a family. We normally do it the second Sunday of every month here. Glory to God. And we celebrate what God has done for us. It's a picture of his sacrifice, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Holy communion. When you think about it, this is the the way that Jesus chose to celebrate his last meal before going to the cross. And I like what Luke 24 says. Uh, Luke 24, verse 30, it was as he reclined at the table with them that he took the bread, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, right? They didn't didn't know who, this is when he showed up on the road to Emmaus, when he broke the bread, their eyes were opened. So let's partake of his breaking of this bread and our eyes being opened in Jesus' name.
And then he, he took the cup. And he said, I desired to partake of this with you. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you. Let us drink. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise for what he's done. Glory to God. We give you thanks and praise, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. Amen. Glory to God. And Melissa's going to come and uh, lead us in our announcements. Praise the Lord. She helps in a lot of areas, so she's coming from the back. Good morning, everybody. All right, so today, if you don't know, um, I like to do a fact every time I do announcements. So I'm going to start off with the fact today. Um, I learned about holograms a little bit. So those are like the 3D watermarks that you see or like the um, projected images that look 3D, okay? I did a lot of research on how they work. That's super complicated. But basically, they work because there's special film that reflects the light as opposed to absorbing it like a regular picture that we see. And the cool thing is that holograms also have data encoded into each particle that makes it up. So if you tried to cut like a hologram in half, you would still see the whole picture because the whole thing's encoded into each individual piece. Very cool. So I was thinking about that and how that relates so much to how the body of Christ should operate. Okay. So first, when we reflect the light of Jesus, everybody gets to see it, no matter where, what vantage point they're standing from at any point in their lifetime, whether they're over here, or over there, moving or standing still, they can still see the whole picture of Jesus. And if for some reason, you know, you're separated out on your own, they only see one person, or whether they see the whole church, the whole picture of Jesus is still encoded into each one of us. Isn't that awesome? So, here at VCF, you get to learn all about the Word so we can reflect the light of Jesus everywhere we go. Today, after service, we do have our book club. We are studying Pastor Fiona's book, How to Be Fearless, or You Can Be Fearless. That's what it is. <laughs> And Tuesday is youth group. And the youth group, we are doing a lot of things. So if you look back at the booth that's there, we are selling coffee and other ornaments. We just got a fresh batch of coffee in. It was made just this week, so it smells really good. So that supports the youth. So we can also go to Raymond Camp Meeting in the summertime. And we are planning on going in style and flying because I don't want to drive 22 hours. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Amen, right? We have faith, and I'm using my faith for a plane ticket. <laughs> Wednesday night, we have Wednesday night refreshing, and that is 6.30, and it is refreshing. It's a different atmosphere than it is on Sundays, so you should come and check it out. And then also, speaking of the word, our bookstore, just a reminder, we have tons of materials in there, books, CDs, DVDs. There's a library in there, too, so you can sign those out and then sign them back in when you are done. There's speakers like Kenneth Hagen, Keith Moore, Jesse Duplantis, Dr. Ron Charles, some of the speakers we've had here. 
I use the library a lot because I drive a lot. So the CDs are good. If you're in your car and driving, you can get a lot of teaching in when you're not here at church. So it's good for all of your extra time. That's everything. Amen. Wonderful. Well, you know, you didn't just brave the weather today just to come to an ordinary church service. You came into a place where God speaks. And we're just going to, I know that he has something to say for us just in this moment. So, Father, we just give you thanks and praise that you speak to your people and we're here listening. Oh, my precious, precious people, you are my sheep, you are my lambs, and you know my voice, and another's voice you will not follow, for my voice will lead you to victory, my voice will cause you to overcome, my voice will deliver you from danger, my voice will guide you through life, so listen, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I am so glad that today is here. In spite of the weather, you know, we can overcome. Amen? And we actually have two sets of very special guests with us. First is uh, Pastor Sam and Sherlyn Smucker. And uh, they're our regional directors for uh, RMAI Northeast Region. And uh, they do a phenomenal job and. Um, we're so glad that they're here. Uh, that's when I was sitting under Pastor Sam watching him where God tweaked my heart and gave me a pastor's heart. So we're glad that they're here this morning. Thanks for being here. You want to say anything, Pastor Sam? Greet the people? <laughs> okay. He's good. <laughs> Amen. And then... Uh, as our special guests, we have uh, James and Patty Akui here. And uh, Patty is originally from uh, Milford, Connecticut, and her husband James, and he's from Samoa. And uh, they have a heart to reach the last places on the face of the earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, they minister a lot in the remote islands of the South Pacific. And uh, it's been their passion for, they have a ministry called the Uttermost Ministries. And uh, they're the co-founder and director of Uttermost Ministries. It's located in the Samoan Islands. And uh, since her first husband's passing, Patty has refused to be moved from the assignment that God has given to them. And they continue to press on through uh, three unique arms of ministry. A Bible school, a church network, and a ship. They have a gospel ship. Praise the Lord. And uh, they've uh, worked with uh, Raymond Bible Training Center, South Pacific, uh, Apia, Samoa. And uh, they've trained believers from 20 nations and over 100 churches, representing more than 25 denominations. And they've seen the healings and salvations and miracles occur each week at All Nations Church for the glory of God. And uh, I had the privilege of uh, 
hearing Patty this past Sunday evening, and I was just, uh, it was a Holy Ghost moment. And I knew that they had to be here, and I know that they're going to be a blessing for you today. So I want you to open your hearts and give a warm VCF welcome to uh, Patty and James as they come and minister the Word of God. Well, good morning, everyone. I couldn't get my handsome husband to come up here. But, Pastor James, if you would stand. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here. We have fallen in love with Pennsylvania in the last couple weeks here. We were just up with the corns, and uh, where else were we? We were able to meet Pastor Sam and Sherlyn Smucker and have some lunch with them and some fellowship. And we have been stranded in the United States for one year because we are locked out of our nation. We're like people without a country. Uh, But the good side of it is that we've been able to travel just a little bit. And honestly, we've never really done this before. We exclusively minister in the Pacific, uh, but we've been able to minister and meet so many different people and we have fallen in love with Pennsylvania and the vision that God has for Pennsylvania and this eastern part of the United States. Well, whenever we come, we like to show a video. I believe a picture is worth a thousand words. So a video is worth about a trillion words. Uh, Just to give you a visual of what we're doing in the Pacific and uh, we can have something in common since you know a little bit more about us. If you can play that video, that'd be great.
Well, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you are now saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what he's doing in the remote islands. We call the Pacific the uttermost parts of the earth, and Jesus actually prophesied that this gospel message would reach into the uttermost part of the earth. We call the Pacific uttermost because the gospel didn't reach Samoa until 1830. Uh, We have a Bible training center there, Vanuatu, until 1840 the Solomon Islands until 1890. So we're dealing with people that historically have just recently heard the message that others have heard for almost 2,000 years. So we understand the day that Peter stood up, the day of Pentecost, was the day that the first public salvation message was actually offered on the planet. What an honor to be chosen to give the first salvation message and the ensuing altar call on planet Earth. So we understand there were people born again before this great salvation message and altar call, but this is the first time in a public setting that this was available. They had waited in Jerusalem, and now it's time to preach. Well, we know there's a first salvation altar call here on the planet, and those people's names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But we understand with where we are in history that we're getting close to the end. And the same way there was a first altar call where a man stood on the face of the earth and presented that Jesus Christ died for our sins and that if we believe in him and receive him, that we will be saved. We understand that there's going to come in every time zone a last altar call, a last salvation message. And we really believe, especially in the region that we're in, we're encountering people that still eat each other sometimes. (laughs) We're encountering people that have never heard the story of Adam and Eve. They've never heard of bread. They've never heard of Coca-Cola. They've never heard of a Snickers bar. So, of course, they've never heard of Jesus. But we're encountering people that have never heard the salvation message, especially with this ship. We're able to go into remote islands that have no access otherwise. There's no plane routes. There's no ship routes. And we're able to access these islands that there's no other way into these people and present the gospel message. And with the ship also, we want to bring them to some of our training centers But we understand, and what gets me out of bed and puts my feet on the floor, and and Pastor James, you know, you put your feet on the floor for something every morning. (sighs) Hopefully it's not just money. Oops. (laughs) We put our feet on the floor every morning because we've got that last name in the Lamb's Book of Life kind of laser-focused and etched in our hearts. And we know there'll be altar calls all over the world and in all different time zones right up to the end. 
But someday, someone will stand on the face of the earth, not for the first time, but for the last time. And they'll preach the same message that's been preached for 2,000 years, that Jesus Christ came as a man, died for us as a man, rose again, and if we believe in him, we'll be saved. And somewhere, maybe it will be in a remote island, the last salvation message will be preached, the last altar call will be made, the last hands will raise, you know how you say, raise your hand, not the first ones, the last ones, I believe that, I accept that, the last knees will bow and the last tongues will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is the whole impetus behind our ship, our training centers, where we're training ministers to go out into these remote islands and preach the good news, full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, we're establishing strong local churches. We believe that everyone that goes to heaven, no matter who you are, a taxi driver, uh, maybe you're a bank teller, uh, everybody should do, sorry, let me say it this way, Everyone has a rewardable purpose down here that can earn you a crown up there. And we don't believe that just the pastors should have a crown and hear, well done, now a good and faithful servant, enter into the joy, and there's the the crowning ceremony. And that's a day you don't want to miss when the Jesus Christ crowns you and says, well done. You don't want to miss that day. You want to be ready for that day. We believe in founding strong local churches where everyone can take part in a rewardable purpose and do something great together by faith. So that's a little bit of what we do in the Pacific. Sometimes I look at that video and I go, my, my, my. Wonder who does that. (laughs) But we've been there for 31 years. And uh, really, we're so honored to be here today. Thank you for coming out through the winter glaze of sleet and snow we haven't seen this in a long time but since you've come out and if you're watching online why don't we believe for God to speak to us today at a at a level that will build us solidly towards the future and the plan that he has for us so let's pray before we do I just want to acknowledge your pastors Pastor Doug and Fiona, uh, you can tell when you come into a place like this, faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness. It's the, the day after day, the week after week, the year after year, getting up, showing up, being faithful to what God has asked them to do. So thank you for this great work. And I also want to acknowledge Pastor Sam and Sherlyn Smucker, it's a surprise for me that they're here today, but I'm so happy to see them again. They're the regional directors for RAMA and RMAI, and it's such an honor to be here in the same room with them. (laughs) Also, uh, we need to acknowledge the Hagen family, and I like to acknowledge the Hagen family wherever we go. Without the faithfulness of the Hagen family, I don't know where any of us in this room would be right now. I don't have a tumor on my wrist because of the teaching and the training that I got at Rama. 
I've been led by the Holy Spirit to victory so many times because they trained me in that. We owe a lot to this family that taught us faith and how to be led by the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence here. And our prayer is that we want to know you, Lord. Deeper and deeper and higher and higher. And we want to walk with you longer and longer, stronger and stronger. I want to know you, Lord, deeper and deeper, and higher and higher. And I want to walk with you longer and longer, and stronger and stronger. So won't you pour out your wisdom? Won't you pour out your mercy? Won't you pour out your healing? Won't you pour out your spirit? Won't you pour out your goodness? Won't you pour out your glory on us? Thank you, Father, for your precious written holy word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the only one qualified to teach. So we look to you, Lord, as the teacher and the revealer of the word. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start this morning by telling a story of my own personal life. As Pastor was reading, my first husband passed away 14 years ago now, and I never saw that one coming. You ever have something in your life that you you never imagined it, you never saw it coming, the rug was pulled out from under you? But my first husband passed away of ALS, in 2008, and it was a horrible disease called uh, Lou Gehrig's disease also, if you're familiar with that. That's not the subject today. I, I want to talk about what happened after that and how do you get up after that. Because I was down. I was down on the carpet. It was about four hours since he had passed away. And I was laying on the carpet of our bedroom floor, And on the inside, 1 Corinthians 15 and 55 was rolling around on the inside of me. Thank God I had hidden his word in my heart. And that verse came up and was rolling around in my spirit. That verse is, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? But I was still down on the the floor. It was maybe about 20 minutes that that verse kept rolling around on the inside. I kept hearing it or sensing it. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? And then, in the same time, I heard the voice 
of the Holy Spirit. Now, I was hearing the written word rolling around on the inside of me. But then I heard his voice. I heard my father. I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're winning. Get up. This is four hours after my husband had passed. I heard it loud and clear. But if you were in the room with me, you wouldn't have heard anything and you would have never known that these things were going on on the inside of me. I heard you're winning. Get up. And I was at the place where I was too tired to cry. I was just laying there, my face in the carpet. And I remember turning my head. And I said, I'm winning. It was a lame I'm winning. It wasn't a... <laughs> It was not strong. But you know, faith came by sensing, oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? Faith came by hearing that on the inside of my spirit. Also, faith came at another level when I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're winning. Get up. You're winning. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in this case, I was rehearsing and hearing the basic written word, but I also heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And faith came at a whole nother level when I heard him live, specifically know what had just happened to me and say, you're winning, get up. So I, I just turned my head and I said, I'm winning. And I got up. I got up. And I decided never to go back down. Thank you, Lord. That year, the year that you would expect perhaps the ministry to fold. And at that point, we just had the school in Samoa. Now we have four schools. We have the ship. We had just purchased the ship. And it miraculously was provided by the Lord. Maybe most people would expect the ministry to fold, but in that year, we tripled. We tripled. So I received specific instructions regarding the general scripture or the written word that was rolling around on the inside of me. And based on those two things... I got up. Based on the specific instructions to get up, I got up. Based on, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Those two things operating simultaneously were what got me up on my feet. I want to tell you another story, and I want you to see the similarity in these stories. Because today we're going to talk about more than winning, also known as more than conquering. And we're going to talk about faith, and we're going to talk about being led by the Spirit of God. Remember a man by the name of Kenneth E. Hagen. He had two incurable diseases. If one didn't kill him, the other one would. And he got a hold of Mark 11, 23, and 24, specifically 24, where it says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. 
So he believed that he received his healings for these two diseases that were in his body. While he was there on the bed of sickness, and if you remember the story, I'll just be very brief, he was sitting in the bed saying, I believe I receive my healing. I believe I receive my healing. Based on what? Based on Mark 11:24, 23, 22, 24. And do you remember the part where he heard the Holy Spirit say to him, so you believe you're healed? Do you remember that part of the story? Where he's believing and standing on Mark 11:24, but then he heard the Holy Spirit lies. And I want to point this out too. He was able to discern and perceive the Holy Spirit live in this moment. I don't know what I would have done if I was not able to hear the Holy Spirit say, you're winning, get up. I probably would have stayed down. But the Holy Spirit said to him live in line with Mark 11:24. So you believe you're healed. He said, yes, I believe I received my healing. And the Lord said healed people are not in bed or they're out of bed this time of day. So what does that mean? Get up. So he swung one leg over the side of the bed. It fell on the floor like a piece of cord wood, I think Brother Hagen would say. He flung the other one over, same thing, just like wood. And then he grabbed the banister, pulled himself up, and said, I believe I receive my healing. Based on Mark 11:24, but also based on hearing live, healed people are up this time of day. So we see how the written word and the living word or the spoken word, the written word was the author or the foundation of his faith, but the Holy Spirit will help you take it or put the sickle in and harvest what you're believing for. So this same, so he stood up and what happened? The power of God hit him in the top of the head and he was instantly healed, top of the head, soles of the feet stood there in his own power for the first time in quite a while. Did you see how that happened in both those instances? Do you notice that happened a lot in the Old Testament and in the New Testament? Moses, hold your rod out over the water. Joshua, march around the city. Joshua, do a frontal attack in the city of Ai. Go like... You're going straight for the front gate, but hide some guys around the back. Go into the front gate, and when they come out, turn around and run like scaredy cats and draw them out. And when you draw out their forces, the men that are hiding around the back will scoot in. (laughs) So tricky. (laughs) It's one of my favorite battles. Do you know, if you ever need to use that, it's good wisdom. Do you remember when Moses cried out to the Lord? It wasn't a response of, this is crickets, this is my special effects. Lord, help, help, help. Behold and see the salvation of the Lord. Help, help, 911. 
What's that? That's crickets. That's no answers. That's the sound of silence. Immediately, God answered him. And here's the thing. He was able to perceive, receive, and sense God's spirit speaking to his spirit. And the Holy Spirit showed him what to do to win. The Holy Spirit showed Joshua what to do to win. The Holy Spirit showed David at Ziklag what to do. They have just stolen everything, including the wives, the kids, and all the stuff. And David set himself apart and he said, Lord, these guys are ready to kill me. I need an answer, and I need an answer now. Should I go up? Should I overtake? Should I recover all? (laughs) Maybe some of you are saying, that's me. I get crickets all the time. Well, it can change for you. Answers are available from the Holy Spirit. Answers that if you do what you hear God telling you to do to win, you're not just going to win. You're going to more than conquer At the levels that these other human beings that walk the face of the earth more than conquered. I would say Brother Hagen more than conquered. (laughs) Woo! 250 something Rhema Bible training centers all over the world. It keeps growing and growing and growing. It's not, he's not even here anymore. And his work just keeps growing. And I would say that's more than being healed from two incurable diseases. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So then, in all these cases, faith came by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Now, the Word of God, I like to put it in two different categories that Brother Hagen put the Word of God in. The way that God speaks to us, the number one way, is by his written word. That is the foundation. The written word is the foundation for everything God will say to you live. But also there's the spoken word of God. The living word. The his spirit speaking to my spirit. So we see in the Old Testament, in my life, in Brother Hagin's life... Probably in your life, too, there's a pattern to how these victories occur. People standing on the written word, hearing specific instructions regarding the general promise that you're standing on. And when you do that, you more than conquer. The Lord causes the victory to come in. So I want to get you used to that phrase. I was standing on the general promise. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? But I was still laying on the floor until I heard the Holy Spirit live say, you're winning. Get up. Faith came by hearing the written word and the spoken word. So we're going to talk about being led by the Holy Spirit unto victory. And I believe in laying a big foundation in the written word. And I know you have a big foundation in the written word. But there might be someone here that grew up in the same church I grew up in. And whenever I heard the, the word Holy Spirit, in the back of my mind, I'd hear, 
<laughs> Maybe not you guys. Maybe I'm just talking about me. But whenever people started to talk about the Holy Spirit, I'd hear that, or I'd make that sound deep within. It's going to get weird in here. No, it's not. It's not going to get weird. It's going to get real. And God, (laughs) all right. The Lord told me today that he wants you to win every time. Just not sometimes. You know, you win some, you lose some. I didn't see that happening in the Old Testament when the children of Israel were in line with the plan of God and the prophet was there and they were doing all the things that he told them to do. The answer to win always came and it always worked. They never lost one battle. And this is the same plan that God has for your life. So in order to function accurately spiritually, we must know the written word, and that must be first place in our life. And we also need to be trained spiritually. What do you mean trained spiritually? Well, I need to be able to hear God's voice on the inside of my spirit. I need that in order to function like Moses did, like Joshua did like David did, and David heard the Lord say, yeah, go up at once, overtake, recover all, go, go, go. What are you waiting for? If you go now, your wife could be cooking dinner before the sun goes down. (laughs) I have no idea where that came from, and I've never said that in my entire life. So that is the big question. What if I couldn't hear? What if I wasn't developed spiritually enough to hear your winning get up? But the Lord was screaming, You're winning! Get up! Eh? (laughs) What if Brother Hagen wasn't somehow, at that young age, perceptive enough in his own spirit to hear the Holy Spirit say, So you believe you're healed? Heal people are up this time of day. What if, what if Moses couldn't hear? What if Joshua couldn't hear? What if David couldn't hear? What if they couldn't operate spiritually at this level? Then faith to get up and faith to stand up and faith to hold your rod out over the water and faith to march around the city and faith to go out and overtake and recover. Faith wouldn't have come. Because faith came by hearing God give them, me, you, specific instructions for victory regarding the general promise that you're standing on. So let's lay this big, gigantic foundation because nobody's going to think we're weird. There's so much in this Bible about being led by the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, lighting all the inward parts of the belly. My own human spirit is the place where the Holy Spirit enlightens me. 
The same chapter, verse 5, says counsel in the heart of a man. There's that word. It's not in my head. It's not in my body. Counsel is in my heart, in my spirit, in my core. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. And a man of understanding will draw it out. Oh, so I got to draw it out. Oh, so I got to send the bucket down. Cling, 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 cling. And then draw it out. So I've got a part to play in developing myself, going inside and listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5. His spirit will direct my spirit. His spirit will show my spirit how to win. If this is true, I need to function spiritually. I can function physically. I can function intellectually. But I also, it's vitally important for me to be able to hear God when God speaks to me. Romans 8:14. for as many as are being constantly led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. There we go again. We can be led by the Spirit. Verse 16, the Spirit himself is constantly bearing joint testimony with my spirit that we are God's children. 1 Corinthians 2.9, this is all our big, gigantic foundation. Is everyone okay? I can't take one more scripture. Yes, you can. There's three more. You can do it. You can do it. We're almost there. 1 Corinthians 2.9, but as it is written, eye has not seen, talking about physical eyes, ear has not heard, talking about physical ears, neither has it entered into the heart of a man intellectually, The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Praise God for verse 10. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit or through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, even deep, juicy things that no one else would ever know. So God's Spirit knows everything, searches everything, and God's Spirit reveals things to our spirit. Thank you, Lord. So if this is all true, Spirit of the man is the can of the Lord, counsel is in my heart, trust in the Lord with all my heart, he's going to direct my paths. What else? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. His Spirit is bearing witness with my spirit. His Spirit reveals things to my spirit. Let's keep going. If all this is true, then I need to function spiritually. And a lot of people don't get there by themselves. They need to be trained to function spiritually. Did you just wake up one day and and know how to speak uh, English or whatever? (laughs) No, you were trained. And everything that you know intellectually, you were trained to where you are right now. Everything you know physically... Anybody not trained to tie your own shoes? Did you learn it all by yourself or did someone help you? Someone trained you most likely, unless you're one of those genius type people that figured out how to tie your shoe when you were two years old all by yourself. Praise the Lord for you. It took, I was like seven years old. It's a good thing the Lord sent me to Samoa because we just wear flip-flops. 
And there are many people. Babe, are there many people on the island that don't know how to tie a shoe at all? Because they've never worn a shoe. Ah. Verse 12. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 still. Remember, eyes not seen, ears not heard. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know things, know the things that are freely given to us of God. So answers to prayer are freely given. God's not answering me. (laughs) Really? Because I noticed that anyone that called upon the name of the Lord in the Old Testament got an answer. And a lot of times, it was immediate. Sometimes it was over time. The manifestations were over time. But I noticed that there wasn't a lot of, Lord, help me. (laughs) We have received the Spirit, which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So he's a constant source of answers, and they're free. And you don't have to beg him to tell you how to win. Then finally, verse 14 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. (laughs) What do you mean the Lord told you? You're winning. Get up. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life. Yeah, stupid. But here I am. I'm not an alcoholic. I didn't turn into a bad mom because my husband died at 41. I, I, I'm, I'm strong. I'm happy. Remarried. Living life. I almost said, let's get this party started. But then I decided not to. the natural man the physical man or a person that's not born again cannot receive spiritual communication from God it's foolishness to people that aren't born again what do you mean God talks to you how did you know how to go to Samoa (laughs) that's a number one question I don't tell anybody I'm in the ministry anymore or uh, that I'm a missionary on the plane how did you know to go to Samoa. Well, it's the same way that Moses knew to hold his rod out over the water. And it's the same way Joshua knew how to march around the city. And it's the same way that David knew to chase after the people that stole his wives and stuff. God's spirit talked to my spirit. And I was able to hear him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Hagans. Thank you for your word. Let me get through this last verse. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. God is a spirit, right? Everybody knows that. The woman at the well, Jesus said, The day is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship God. God is spirit. And they that worship him and will say have a relationship with him will worship him in spirit 
and in truth. So if you want to have a relationship with God, I want to reconfirm to you today, because I know you know this, that God is a spirit. And the relationship that you're going to have with him on earth is not going to be physical or intellectual. It's going to be on the level that he dictates, the level that he exists at, the level that God operates at is spirit. Thank God we are spirit as well. I know when I was a little kid, before I was trained how to be led by the Holy Spirit of God, I would go out in the backyard and scream at the treetops or at the moon, Oh, God help me! And I would listen with this ear. Oh, no, 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 honey. I wish someone would have said, Oh, no, 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 honey, at 10 years old. I was trying to have a physical relationship with a spirit that communicates from his spirit to my spirit. Babe, in my bag there's a Hershey's chocolate bar. Does anyone know about Hershey's chocolate bars? I just remembered that it's in there. Is it in there? Come on. Does anyone have a Hershey's chocolate bar? Do you have one? In your purse? This isn't in the notes. Bring the the holy chocolate bar. You guys live on holy ground. I tell you what, as we were driving into Hershey, Pennsylvania last night, I felt something. <laughs> okay, so if you want to have a, if you want to eat this Hershey's chocolate bar, are you going to stick it in your ear and go, oh, so good, tastes so good? No, you're using the wrong part of you. To your, the wrong sense. If you want to look at this Hershey bar, are you going to go, oh, nice. If you want to smell this Hershey bar, are you going to go, oh. no. You guys, you have the five physical senses down, don't you? All right. So you're not going to stick this in your ear to taste it. You're not going to stick it in your eyeball to taste it. You're not going to shove it up your nose to taste it. You're going to stick it in your mouth to taste it. Because we know that's the part of me that tastes physical food. Well, we can say the same thing when it comes to God in a relationship with him. You don't want to listen with this ear and with these eyes. Jesus said the kingdom of God does not come by outward observation. Oh, there it is. There it is. Physical eyes and physical ears. The kingdom of God is within you. So if I want to hear from God, I've got ears and eyes. Did you know that you have ears and eyes on the inside? And they work? As soon as you were born again, they came back online? And now you can see and hear, perceive things at the level of spirit. That's how I was able to perceive your winning get up. I didn't hear it physically. I heard it on the inside. And faith came. Based on that, 
And based on, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? So we see this pattern of people winning supernaturally in the word of God. More than conquering their problems on earth, there are corresponding stories that illustrate how these miraculous wins or battles occurred and how they were carried out on earth. And we've already mentioned the three that we're going to go over today. Being able to hear God's voice clearly on the inside of you, I noticed was a key to all the winds through all these men in the Old Testament. When God said, go up and run at the front gate and then run away like scaredy, <laughs> scaredy pants. Hmm. The reason they were able to win is because they were getting specific instructions regarding the general plan. Joshua knew they're supposed to take this land. They're supposed to take every city. That's the general plan. But now how do I win this battle, Lord? How about this battle, Lord? How do you want me to win this one? So let's go to, you know, we've got some time. Are you falling asleep? Are you okay? I shouldn't ask you that. I should be like, you're going to hear another scripture, and you're going to like it. (laughs) I'm giving you the extended play version because we've got 30 minutes, and and I hope to God that you'll let me take it all because I want it all. (laughs) Ephesians 1.17, our message is beginning right now. Some of you said, you're kidding me. (laughs) Let me put it this way. The major point that God wants to make in your life is going to begin to form right now so that you can see this, you can know this, and from this point forward, you understand how to win, what the winning process is for your own life, for your kids, for your family. Ephesians 1.17 Paul wrote that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I don't know about you, but we're not talking about physical things here. And we're not talking about intellectual things here. A spirit of wisdom, I'm receiving wisdom on the inside of my spirit from God's spirit. I'm receiving knowledge, information, even deep, hidden things that I would never know unless the Spirit of God revealed them to my spirit. And I was spiritually developed enough to actually hear God when he spoke to me. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, talking about your heart, that you might know what is the hope of his calling. Let's turn over to 1 John 5 and verse 4. 1 John 5 and verse 4. Anybody know this famous verse? (laughs) It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now the next verse talks about who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus Christ is Lord. The only people that can overcome at this level on earth are born again. 
So let's look at this verse in particular because I would read it and I'd say I'm still not getting this verse. It says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. I like, will you let me add the word process here? This is the victory process that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith that Jesus died for me? Yeah, but no. Our faith in the born of God victory instruction that I just perceived on the inside of me. So let's go back through these examples. Whatsoever is born of God. When I heard your winning get up, that was a born of God, not a born of Patty, not a born of my mother, not a maybe I'll just try something. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So your winning get up was a born of God live victory instruction. Would you agree with that? Okay. I just want you to get used to this saying, born of God. Whatsoever is born of God. Now, some translations say whosoever is born of God. But I look back in the original Greek and it says whatsoever. I'm not sure what your Bible is telling you right now. But correct in the original Greek, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but let's call Rick Renner right now. Let's bring Rick in. (laughs) Rick, it's Patty. Is it whatsoever or whosoever? Whatsoever? Okay, good. He said it's whatsoever. When Brother Hagen heard healed people are up this time of day, that was a born of God. Victory instruction. Some of you are still looking at me with the squinty eyes. Good. When God told Moses, backed up against the Red Sea, Egyptian army bearing down, three million people about to die, Moses said, Lord, help. Basically, he said, behold and see the salvation of the Lord. But he was at such a tight relationship with the Lord, the Lord corrected him and said, why are you crying to me? Hold your rod out over the water and tell the people to move forward. Now, all this is going on on the inside, the hidden man of the heart. God is speaking directly to Moses' spirit. Moses is the only one hearing it. Everyone else is going crazy. Get the women over here and the children. Get the older people back here. Bring the big fat guys at the front. This is the plan. That's not a born of God plan. How about this one? Everybody, this is the plan. Run, run for your lives. Every man for himself, run for your lives. That also is not a born of God victory instruction. It's a born of man victory instruction. And those kind of victory (laughs) plans don't usually work out so well. But Moses receives specific 
direction right here immediately. And it's in line with the general plan that Moses knows about. So Moses isn't praying, is this it, Lord? Do you want us to die here? Is this the end? Did I go through all that for us to die here? No, he, he knows based on, I have heard my people's cries in Egypt, and I am come down to deliver them. So even though it looks horrible in the natural, Moses knows based on the general things that God has told him in the past, we can that this is not the end. So what do I need? I need, how do you want me to win this one, Lord? I need a born of God victory instruction for right now, for what's happening right now. And the Lord gave it to him. And Moses was able to receive it. That's God's voice. I know that voice. I know him. I know it lines up with the general plan that God has for us. I know we're not supposed to die right now. And uh, based on all those things, he believes it. And how many seconds do you think it took from hold your rod out over the water, tell the people to move forward? Shoom! The voice was that crystal clear. Moses knows that voice. He judges it according to the general plan that God has told him in the past. And he puts in the sickle. What do you mean? He did what he saw and heard God tell him to do on the inside to take the victory. And as soon as he did what God told him to do, no one else heard it. And I'm sure everyone thought he was crazy. The Holy Spirit manifested physically. Did they more than conquer the Egyptian army that day? Oh, my, 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 my. Not even a stubbed toe. (laughs) I don't know. How many died on our side? Nobody. How many died on their side? Everybody. The greatest army in that day, the best chariots. I mean, we don't even got sticks to... And we just wiped out the entire army. How did that process occur? Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world in this particular situation. And this is the victory process that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith that Jesus died for me? Yes, but no. Our faith that I just heard God tell me to hold my rod out over the water. I know it's him. I know it lines up with the written word, and I believe it. And when he acted on what he was seeing and hearing on the inside, it says the Holy Spirit manifested and moved and caused it to manifest in the physical. So it began as a spiritual transaction on the inside, but it manifested in the physical realm. Shall we read that verse one more time? I honestly, a couple years ago, I read the verse. I said, I have no idea what that means. What does that mean? And the Lord whispered to me, when I told Moses to hold his rod out over the water, that was a born of God victory instruction. 
boom, I had it. I had it with Joseph, with David. I had it with Joshua. I had it with all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. When God tells you to do something on the inside, lines up with the written word, specifics regarding the general, you have the victory. Act on it. Take it. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory process that overcomes the world. Even our faith in the born of God victory instruction. God just told me I'm winning. Get up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe that. It's right. Oh, death, where is your sting? I'm going to get up. We more than conquered death. chortle 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 so the born of god victory instruction for joshua over and over and over again if you read the book of joshua you'll see every single battle the lord showed joshua how to win and it was this process how do you want me to take this city lord how do you want me to take this city lord How do you want me to win this one, Lord? David, again, he was greatly distressed. The men were wanting to kill him. David questioned the Lord. What am I to do? Shall I go after this band? Will I be able to overtake them? And the Lord said, and not only that, David could hear when the Lord said. So I I want this in my life. Some years ago, I was standing on the deck of Uttermost Witness, and I heard the Lord say, teach my people faith. And I said, what? (laughs) We are Lord, and we will. He said, no. Teach people to know me. Teach people to know my word and know my voice. Because there's battles that they could be winning, but they're not. Because they're not able to discern the leading of the Holy Spirit unto victory. I said, okay, you're going to have to show me what to say. And some of these messages are born out of that conversation with the Lord. David heard God on the inside of him. Joshua heard God. Moses heard God. Brother Hagen heard God. I heard God. You can hear God as well. Ephesians 2.18 says, Through him, talking about the Lord Jesus, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Like I said, if we're going to have a relationship with God, it's going to be on his terms and at his level. His spirit is going to speak to my spirit. Get used to that. And get used to trusting and developing. Read the word every day. (laughs) Get to know this inside and out. Read this. So that when the Lord does give you a victory instruction, do this. You can judge it immediately up against this, so you can be accurate, and you can take or harvest your victory. That's His spirit to my spirit. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8.35, we're going to turn a corner here. 
Romans 8.35, another very famous passage. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? The answer is, nobody can separate us from the love of Christ. Let me just insert. Then how come I keep going down in flames? I feel like I'm separated from the love of Christ. And then it lists, shall tribulation, that's a state of great trouble or suffering, shall that separate us from God, being able to help us? Is he going to just watch us go down in flames over and over and over and over again? Is that what he did in the Old Testament? No. We have a new and a better covenant. What was happening in Moses that day, he was the only one that could discern that. But in our dispensation, all of us will be able to function the way Moses functioned. They'll all know me from the greatest to the least. They're not going to ask every man his neighbor, do you know the Lord? Are you hearing from the Lord? Come in, come in. Yet we'll all know him. We'll all function the way Moses functioned to win battles the way Moses won battles. For everyone that day. Shall tribulation separate us? Shall distress, that's extreme, anxiety, sorrow, or pain. Anybody have any of that in their life? Don't raise your hand. Shall persecution separate us from the love of Christ? That's hostility and ill treatment, annoyance, or harassment. Can famine separate us from the love of Christ? Extreme scarcity of food, a shortage or lack, shall nakedness separate? Oh, no, I I say a big no to this one. Without basic clothing, without covering or protection, exposed to harm, unprotected, vulnerable, easy to attack, peril, serious and immediate danger. Can God answer me the same way he answered Moses? I mean, if I need help, Right now? Can God answer me right now? Yes, he can and he will. Call upon me and I might get around to answering you when my schedule frees up. No, call unto me and I will answer you. You should not be hearing crickets. The Lord will reveal to you what to do by his spirit. Shall military power, that sword... Violence or destruction? Can these things, this big juicy list of everything that could ever possibly go wrong in your life, can anything in these categories separate, and these are the big ones, can any of these things separate you from the love of Christ? The answer is no, and we know the answer is no. So how come we keep losing? Because you need to know the victory process to winning. It's not magic. These people operated spiritually. They found out what God wanted them to do to win. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hyper Nikeo, to be more than a conqueror, to overwhelmingly go beyond conquering. So let's say it this way. You're backed up to the Red Sea. You and your family. You don't know how to get out of this one. You don't see 
You don't know. Even though it looks bad right now, nothing can separate you from going on the inside and saying, Father, help me. What do I do here? And the Holy Spirit answering you immediately and showing you a way up, a way out, a way over, a way around. Nothing can separate you from hearing God on the inside show you how to win. But you need to be developed in this area. And you need to believe that when you do go to him, that he will answer you. He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit what? I read this verse. Super famous verses. Not by might. Yes. Not by strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, what? (laughs) By my spirit, telling your spirit how to win every single time. Thank you, Lord. Nothing can stop this process from happening in you. So I don't ask when things go wrong, when the money is low, when I don't feel so good. I don't ask, Lord, do you want me to die right now? Do you want me to be sick? Do you want us to be below zero in the ministry account? Of course he doesn't. I know the general word. That's not even a question. Do you want me to be healed? No. The question is, okay, Lord, full confidence. How do you want me to win this one, Lord? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit showing you, giving you born of God instructions on how to more than conquer every single time. 2 Corinthians 2.14, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. I like the GLT because when I read this first one, it's like, oh, cool. I don't have to do anything. I'll just win every time. But then I keep going down in flames. No, you need to know how to conduct a spiritual transaction unto victory on the planet the way these men did in the Old Testament, the way they did in the New Testament. You need to function spiritually. You need to to develop spiritually. How do I do that? Well, if I don't get to the end of the message, read this. (laughs) Read this one. And uh, pray in the Holy Spirit as much as you can without being a complete weirdo to everyone on the planet. (laughs) If you don't, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues, I don't know what to tell you other than get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues. It sharpens your spirit. Because your spirit never operated correctly. It came back alive when you were born again. But now how do you drive this thing? How does this work? Praying in other tongues will help turn the volume of God's voice up in your life. So you can receive direction 
at this level, even if it's just the inward witness, it seems like I'm not supposed to do that. Or it seems like, I'm not hearing any English, but it seems like I'm not supposed to do that. Listen to that. That's the baby beginning steps. And then you can graduate up to the full paragraphs like Moses and Joshua and David. Where are we? The GLT. But thanks be to God, he's always leading us in triumph. Oh, that's different than just causing us to triumph and we have no part to play in it. Thank you, Lord. So I need to function spiritually in order to win the way God wants me to win. And that is more than conquering. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to punch you in the nose as we end because I don't, I don't like to preach a message like this. What we're preaching right now, and maybe you're very uncomfortable because you're saying, I'm not there. I'm, I'm not what she's talking about. That's why when I read about Moses, I can't relate to Moses because I, I don't hear anything on the inside of my own spirit. I don't hear anything from God. There's nothing going on. Maybe that's you today. So I want to just pause and begin to talk about where do I start with hearing God or hearing from my own human spirit? What if you're saying today, I don't hear anything from God? But remember all those foundational verses? Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Counsel in the heart of a man. He will direct your paths. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. His Spirit is constantly bearing joint testimony with my Spirit. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, but He reveals things to us, even deep hidden things. They're freely given and they're spiritually discerned. That was our foundation. What if I'm not hearing anything, Pastor? And I think you're weird right now. Well, let's go back to the most basic and the entry-level way that we begin to function spiritually because we do not want to shut that down. Okay? Good. And I'm going to try to say it really nice because I am nice. But like I said, I don't know where I would be if I, I hadn't have been able to hear God say, you're winning, get up. I don't know that I would have gotten up. Because I felt like I had just lost everything. I don't know where I would be. I mean, I got this, but it was, it was the you're winning get up that sealed the deal for me. The written word authored my faith. faith. But when he spoke to me personal like that, it finished it. It finished it for me. See, he's the author and the finisher. He'll help you along the road unto harvest by giving you specifics. So let's start with a basic start to hearing God's voice. First Peter 2 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. 
Now, remember, there's two, we cut scripture and hearing from God in two different categories. There's the written word, but there's also the spoken word. And, and I want to just draw your attention to that again. Desire the sincere milk of God's word, the most basic baby level scriptures and the most basic baby talk of God live. Desire that. Why? So that you can grow and develop spiritually. Mm. So what's the most basic entry level way that the Holy Spirit speaks to you? Operating spiritually. What's the basic, generic, garden variety, everybody can do this, everybody is hearing at this level. What's the basic way that I hear, I sense my own human spirit, and I sense God's spirit bearing witness with my human spirit? Let's go over to Romans chapter 8. Quickly now, quickly. Romans 8, verses 1. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, is that. It's a law. And as soon as you're born again, the law of the spirit of life operates perfectly on the inside of your spirit. So the first way, the most basic way you'll begin to function spiritually is, get ready. Have you ever gone to do something bad and suddenly, not from your head, not from your body, but from the inside, you know, no. You sense, don't do that. The baby talk of your spirit. And then there's another something there like behind your own spirit saying, I wouldn't do that if I were you. your spirit is talking to you and you hear it the same way as if your mom was saying, get your hand out of the cookie jar there, honey. Does everyone, when you go, okay, I'm saying it nice, but not as nice now. When you go to sin, the law of the spirit of life will stop you every time and say no. Congratulations. You just had a spiritual transaction. Your spirit just told you, no, don't do that. And you heard it loud and clear. Are you hearing this loud and clear? Everybody knows. And I don't like to use the word feel, but I'm going to. Everybody knows what that transaction feels like? Your conscience, your spirit man or woman or just said no from the inside and it might not even been English or whatever language you speak but you just got stopped on the inside in addition to that the Holy Spirit bore witness with your spirit that's right you're a child of God now that's right you're a child of God now don't you sin 
Don't you sin. Don't you go against what you're born again, God-natured human spirit. Every time you go to sin, it will stop you. Would you agree with that? That's the law of the Spirit, which is in Christ Jesus. That is the entry-level spiritual communication that every born-again Christian begins with. I just heard my spirit say no. And I just sense the Spirit of God agreeing with my God-natured born-again spirit, with my own spirit. I heard him giving me a pep talk in the background. Like, that's right, don't do it, honey. As newborn babes desire for this to be obvious to you and that you pick it up every single time. And in addition to that, you obey it. When you sense the no, the baby talk of God, what's the first word we usually teach our kids? Besides mommy, daddy, and, and, and I love you. It's, it's definitely no. It's definitely no. Don't shut down this basic If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit in your own human spirit, do not shut this basic entry level, you functioning spiritually, do not shut this down. What do you mean shut it down? Do not override the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Because this is where, and I'll, I'll say, this is where Christians miss it. We shut that down, we turn it off, we say, no, I don't want to hear the no, no, I don't want to hear the no, I'm hearing the no, but I'm saying yes, I'm overriding my own human spirit, and I'm overriding the Holy Spirit, bearing witness with my spirit. I'm overriding that. I'm overri- Whenever I hear on the inside, don't do that, I'm doing it. 1 Timothy 4 and 2 says that you can sear your conscience with a hot iron. And a lot of Christians have done this. This brings us to our punchline, and then we got to be done. I was going to tell you a story, but I'm not going to now. Pastor, I'm not hearing anything from God. Yes, you are. If you're born-again Christian... You should be picking this up in your walk throughout the day. This you should have mastered by now. When you hear a no, you yield to it and you don't do it. You don't say it. You don't act on what you were thinking. Because your spirit will, he, he leads us in righteousness for his name's sake. You don't want to shut this process down because the same exact way you sense the no and God's spirit bearing witness with your spirit, 
the same way you sense that is the same way you sense the yes. I'm going to say that again. You do not want to shut the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, operating in your spirit. You don't want to shut your conscience down. You don't want to turn your spirit off. You don't want to sear your spirit, your conscience, with a hot iron. So, I'm not hearing no anymore. I don't even feel guilty when I do stuff anymore. I'd like to read from Mark chapter 4 right now. Remember it says to him that has ears, let him hear. And if you hear what the basic things that you're hearing, more will be given to you to hear. But to them that don't have ears that hear, they won't yield to the nose, even that is going to be taken away from them. You're sinning and you don't even feel bad. Your conscience is not working. You've seared it. But I need an answer to prayer. I need a live victory instruction from God. I need to know what to do right now. You've seared. You've shut your spirit up and you've shut the Holy Spirit up at this basic level. So the same way that we hear the no is the same way that we hear the yes. And it's the same way that I heard you're winning. Get up. And Brother Hagen heard healed people are up this time of day and hold your rod out over the water. If we can't obey and yield to and listen for a basic leading from my spirit and God's spirit, if we can't do that basic spiritual transaction, how will we be used in miracles and signs and wonders and all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit? So this is your homework as we close today. This is your homework. Master the nose master hearing your own human spirit lead you and guide you and the holy spirit be right there bearing witness constantly bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of god thank you lord that's your homework why don't we stand because we're done There's a little more, but let's be done. If your conscience is seared, or if you've been lazy about this, man, that was tough. Did you hear that? If you can't obey a basic leading to not sin, I mean, this is a punch for our church. If we can't obey a basic leading to not sin, And we're believing God for miracles to be used in the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, which require being able to hear him at the level we've talked about today. It's as the Spirit wills. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, special faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, tongues, 
and the interpretation of tongues. Every single one of those nine manifestations, if you're going to be used in them, you're going to need to hear the Holy Spirit show you accurately or tell you accurately what he wants to say or what he wants to do. So let's make adjustments all over this place right now. We're going to go back to this basic principle. Christians don't sin. I've been saved from sin. And my spirit is is functioning. Father, right now, if any of us have seared our conscience at the level that we're not hearing from our own human spirit or your spirit in my spirit, we repent right now, Lord. We pray that you make our heart soft again and sensitive again and able to hear basic entry-level communication. Because there's battles to be won, not just for your own life, but for the lives of the multitudes who do not know my name. I want you to manifest my glory, so I'm calling you upward. I'm calling you on. I'm calling you to the highest level of life on earth for a human being. Arise to the standard that Christ set for a human being, working with me, fellowshipping with me, standing with me. Thank you, Lord. There's a call on this church for this area. And the people within the church, as individuals, need to take the call seriously unto themselves. When you put your feet on the floor in the morning, it's not for money. It is not for money. It is not for money. It is for the people in this region. Thank you, Lord. So we repent. And we thank you that the great harvest is here. And it's not going to take us 50 years to make this adjustment. Thank you, Lord. The harvest is here. Thank you, Lord. I win. My battles have been won. I win before they begun. I win if God be for me. Who can be against me? He has there's many of you here that didn't need correction at this basic level that you've been walking with the Lord and now you're ready for more notice the instruction of this process read your word draw near to the Lord 
spend time in his presence, pray in the Holy Spirit, and I'll be able to steer you in public. You'll be able to hear my voice crystal clear and know that it's me, and faith will come by hearing. Thank you, Lord. And you'll be able to work with me on earth the way the early church did. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The just shall live by this process, winning over and over and over again for themselves. But then we need to take it out beyond our own families. The just shall minister by this process reaching into other people's lives not just we're not learning faith just to serve ourselves there's a harvest that needs to be reaped and we'll do it in the power of the holy spirit thank you thank you lord thank you pastor god bless you That was so good and so rich. It's time to come up to a higher level of living. When man fell, he, he lost so much. But Jesus gained it all back for us. Amen. And, uh, you know, God set up something very interesting in the body of Christ. And he sends people with spiritual gifts to people with material gifts. And when we exchange our material gifts for spiritual gifts, the boats are filled with fish. Right? So I normally do this in the beginning, but if you would like to, uh, you can give. If you want to designate an offering to our guest, put guest. And uh, if you make a check, make it out to VCF. And then we'll in turn give him one check and we always add to it. Because God is good. Amen. You know, in the early church, when they began to share their things, they created an atmosphere where no one lacked. And, and they were selling, I mean, they were sharing proceeds of b- sales of houses. You know, when you sell a home, they weren't just giving 10%. They were giving the whole proceeds to that, like whatever profit was there. That's incredible, amen? And they would bring those gifts to the apostles. So we have two containers on either side by our bookstore. And as you came in, that's called our seed planter. You can put that in if you haven't already. Most of our people already do that. And if you're watching online, uh, be sure to do go to our website and do it that way. And if you want whatever you... You want to designate to our guests? Designate to our guests because we're in the business of blessing people. Amen? How many were blessed today? I mean, this was rich. Now, I do want to ask three questions real quick. If you haven't been born again, you need to be. If you have been born again, but maybe you just traveled away from God, it's time to come back home and get reconnected with God. God is waiting with open arms. And if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to develop that level of hearing. Amen? The, being filled with the Holy Spirit is a gift to everyone who's born again. And uh, is there anyone here with a raised up hand saying, I need to be either born again, come back to God, or being filled with the Holy Spirit? 
All right? Good. So you're all born again. You're all right with God, and you're all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then, then we ought to just get together and just blow Palmyra out the doors with the gospel. Amen? Or wherever you're from. And if you're visiting today, we just want to say thank you. Uh, it is good to have you. And thank you for braving the weather. I mean, it was worth it. Amen? You know, sometimes you just got to step out of the boat and walk on water or, or ice. <laughs> Amen? And uh, I, I was just believing God, and I'm glad we were able to come together today. I mean, God is so good. And, uh, Father, we are just so grateful and thankful for the rich deposit of your word that has been given to us today, the deposit that has been made in our hearts, Lord, the gifts that have been imparted to us. We just receive them, Father. And we will pay close attention to the written word and to the spoken word. And, Lord, you will lead us into victory. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Have a great, safe, and wonderful day. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for giving and being part of this. God bless you. Amen.